Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in his guise of Clark Kent... Superman is about to begin an investigation of the Metropolis subway disaster when he is suddenly interrupted by the startling news that the Ghost Brigade has struck again. Chief, it's so incredible I can hardly believe it. Incredible or not, it's true. To the tune of a half million dollars. Are you sure you got the message straight? I'm positive. The Metropolis National Bank was held up by... by Jesse James and his gang. Dozens of kids who live in the park action of uh, Brooklyn had a big time last week, gang. Dressed in caps and jackets from their brothers' uniforms and armed with dime store pistols, they formed a welcoming committee for General Omar Bradley, the Army's chief of staff, who was visiting the Jewish hospital of Brooklyn just so that he could fulfill a promise he had made two years ago. You see, in one of the children's wards of the hospital, there's a wonderful United Nations mural with the signatures of many famous people who are trying to bring peace to the world. Now, General Bradley had been invited to add his name to the roster and had promised to do so. Well, now, long before the General's arrival, the boys had gathered in platoons on the sidewalk outside the hospital. Finally, a motorcycle escort roared down the street. It was General Bradley's convoy. The police immediately formed a line to keep the spectators back, but some of the boys slid through it anyway and stood before the General's cocky-colored limousine as it drew to a stop. Then one lad pulled out a giant American flag while the others stood by at attention. They all saluted and General Bradley, striding through the double line of police, smilingly returned the salutes of the boys. Then he returned and hurried into the hospital and up to the children's ward. There he signed the United Nations Bureau, adding his name to those of other great ones up there. It was a very impressive moment, for this mural in the Jewish Hospital of Brooklyn is a reminder to all of us, you, me, and General Bradley, too, that we must all work and never stop working to achieve real peace in the world by having real understanding among men of all races, religions, and of all nationalities. And now, the adventures of Superman. Within the short space of 15 minutes of a spring morning, the vast network of the Metropolis subway in which millions of people rode daily to and from work suddenly became a scene of chaos and panic. From one end of the city to the other, crowded trains were stalled, the passengers trapped in smoke-filled tunnels, and transportation throughout Metropolis was brought to an abrupt halt. The administrative forces of the city, led by Mayor Perry White, immediately went into high gear to meet the emergency. And then, out of the confusion, one question screamed uppermost in the minds of everyone affected. How did it happen? The strange answer was supplied by Joe Miller, the chief dispatcher of the subway. You won't believe me. You'll think I'm crazy. But I swear it happened. I was alone in the central office when all of a sudden, somebody came in. He was wearing boots and leather breeches. He had a big red sash around his waist. On his head, he wore a big three-cornered hat, and on it, there was a skull and crossbones. 
It was Captain Kidd who messed up the subway. Captain Kidd, the pirate. Then, as if to supply final proof for the seemingly fantastic story, a coin was found in the traffic control office. A coin of Spanish gold, dated 1745. But now Clark Kent has just received news of another startling development. And we find him in a cab with young Jimmy Olsen speeding through city traffic, heading for the Metropolis Bank. Jeepers, Mr. Kent, $500,000. Uh-huh. I didn't think there was that much money in the whole world. It's a big haul, Jim. Worst robbery we've ever had in Metropolis. And in broad daylight, too. They sure had nerve. Well, Jesse James was famous for his nerve. Jesse James? What are you talking about, Mr. Kent? Inspector Henderson reported that Jesse James and his gang of outlaws pulled the robbery. What? But Jesse James is dead. He's been dead a long time. Well, so is Captain Kidd, but he was seen this morning, too. Jeepers, Mr. Kent, what's going on in this town? That's what I'd like to know, Jim. Hey, I said... Drop us back. Okay. File out, Jim. We'll find Inspector Henderson inside. There's Inspector Henderson, Jim. Come on. Who's that he's talking to, Mr. Kent? Probably Mr. Presby, the bank president. Boy, he looks man enough to chew nails. You would be, too, if you were in his shoes, I guess. Hello, Inspector. Kent, what are you doing here? I thought I gave orders that no report... Uh, uh, Now, don't start that again. Uh, I'm here as Mayor White's personal representative, remember? Indeed. Well, gentlemen, you can tell Perry White for me that in all my years as a citizen of the metropolis, I've never witnessed a more flagrant exhibition of incompetence on the part of our so-called law enforcement. Now, oh, now, Mr. Presley, please. I want you to give the mayor a full report of this outrage, Mr. Kent. Well, I'll, I'll be very glad to, sir, but I need some facts. Now, uh, exactly what happened? We were robbed of a half million dollars. That's what happened. Yes, I know that, but, but how? And what's this routine about Jesse James? Well, Mr. Presby claims he saw Jesse James and his brother Frank James hold up the bank. Inspector Henderson, I resent your implication the timeline. I saw them with my own eyes. Boots, spurs, ten-gallon hats, everything. Even blank handkerchiefs across their faces. Then how could you be sure they were really the James boys? They called each other Frank and Jesse. Oh. And when they left, they shouted, The James boys ride again. Jeepers. And they rode horses. My men haven't found anyone who saw two horsemen? I don't care what your men haven't found. It's just another example of their incompetence. I tell you, I saw them with my own eyes. I'm sure you did, Mr. Presby, but well, there must be some reasonable explanation. Now, tell me, where were they standing when they actually held up the bank? Well, the one who was called Jesse stood out in the center of the bank. There, there, in line with the first teller's cage. Uh, About here, sir? Yes, yes. And the other one, Frank, collected the money. Uh, How could they get so much, Mr. Presby? Do you usually have a half a million in cash lying around? No, but we were making up some large payrolls. Hey, what's this? What have you got, Mr. Kent? Take a look at this, Inspector. Uh, What is it? Piece of wax, I think. Wax? Yes. Do your cleaning men use wax on these floors, Mr. Presby? No, no, not that I know of. Oh. And you're sure that this Jesse James was standing right here? I said so, didn't I? Anyway, why are you wasting time with trifles like that, Inspector Henderson? Jim, yes, Mr. Kent. I want you to call Perry White at City Hall and tell him exactly what Mr. Presby told us. Then beat it back to the office and wait for me. Okay, but what are you going to do? A little fast checking. Wish me luck, Jim. Will you please stop that merry-go-round? You're making me dizzy. Well, I'm dizzy now, Lois. Captain Kidd, Jesse James. Great jump of the house of What's going on in this town? Well, you won't find out by pacing the floor. Oh, why in heaven's name doesn't Kent phone? I told him to report to me as soon as he found out anything. Maybe he has nothing to report. You should have sent me. Send you away. Well, that's probably him now. Hello? Who? No, put him on. Who is it, Chief? It's Blaine, the fire commissioner. Oh. Hello, Blaine. Well, what can I do for you? What? 
No, 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 wait. Calm down. Calm down, will you, man? What is it, Chief? The docks. Well, what's wrong with them? Great stuff or no... How did it start? Well, can you handle it all right? Chief, what's cooking? All right. All right, I'll be right down. What is it, Chief? What's the matter? Oh, plenty, plenty. There's a fire at the city oil dock. A fire? Five barges, all fully loaded with fuel oil, are going up in smoke. Come on. Come on, Lois. We've got to get down there. Surprised to move, Lois Lane, Perry White, and the fire commissioner can only stare in speechless horror at the fantastic figure who stands at the end of the blazing pier, feet spread wide, a white Roman toga billowing about his fat body, and a leafy garland encircling his brow as he saws away at his fiddle while flames leap and crackle around him. It is unmistakably Nero, the fabulous Roman emperor. In just a moment, we'll bring you the suspense-packed climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Boys and girls, today I'm getting right down to brass tacks. I know that most of you have younger brothers and sisters, and they look up to you. You're their big brother. Well, that makes you feel pretty good. But I'm sure you've learned by now that lots of responsibility goes along with being a big brother. You've got to set an example. Always know the score and come through in the tough spots. You know that if you let the kid brother down, even once, you fall in his opinion and in your own. Well, in some ways, the United States is just the same as you. In the United Nations, Uncle Sam is a big brother, too. We set an example for many other countries, and they look up to us. But if the things we do at home aren't up to standard, our international reputation suffers. Our leadership is weakened. When, for instance, we don't play fair with our own citizens, when we don't give them a square deal because of their race or religion, then we as a nation lose face in the eyes of the world. Don't forget that we promised all Americans equal rights in our Constitution, and every one of us must help keep that promise. Otherwise, we're going back on our word. Now, there's lots of ways that you and your friends can help give a square deal to every American. For instance, make sure your club is open to boys of every race and religion. Now, who can tell? Maybe that kid down the block, the one whose folks can't speak English so well, is just the outfielder your baseball team's been looking for. By such little things, you'll be doing your share toward helping Uncle Sam keep his reputation as being big brother to the world. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Summoned to the Metropolis waterfront where a gigantic fire... Fed by thousands of gallons of oil blazes out of control, Lois Lane and Mayor Perry White were startled when, through the billowing black smoke, they caught a glimpse of a figure easily recognizable as Nero, the long-dead Roman dictator. But as quickly as he had appeared, the smoke closed around his fat toga-clad body, and when it cleared again, he had vanished. 
I don't believe it. I, I was seeing things. No, Chief, he was standing right out there at the end of the pier. You saw him too, Commissioner Blake. Well, I, I saw something. Commissioner! Commissioner Blake! Oh, Bailey, did you send in another alarm? Yes, sir. But I just got a message from the fireboat out in the harbor. Well? The burning oil is floating out into the harbor with the tide. They can't stop it. Good heavens! Well, let's give it a fall back slowly and fill all shipping out. But he can't, sir. There are two nitrate boats out there in Asia. Nitrate boats? Most of the crews are ashore. They can't get steam up in time. Nitrate! Great Caesar Blaine! Do you realize what will happen if the fire reaches those boats? Remember what happened in Texas? Great Scott, the nitrate will explode and Metropolis will be wiped out! Through the angry sea of flame now spreading swiftly over the placid waters of Metropolis Harbor, the two freighters can be dimly seen, idly swinging at anchor. Two ships carrying a cargo of death and destruction in their hold. How can the fire be stopped before it reaches the nitrate? And what is the explanation behind the sudden appearances of the ghosts of Captain Kidd, Jesse James, and Nero? For the answers to some of these questions, be sure to listen to Chapter 3 of The Ghost Brigade. Tomorrow, same time, same station, on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.